In the name of the Father, and of the Son, and of the Holy Ghost. Amen. It is a source of great joy for me to be able to offer once again the Holy Mass in St. Mary's Oratory. My heart is full of gratitude for the many prayers and sacrifices which you have offered and continue to offer for the recovery of my health and for the hospitality showed, which you showed to me during the three months of my rehabilitation after my nearly fatal bout with the contagion of the coronavirus beginning on August 10th of last year. I'm happy to have the occasion to express once again publicly to Canon Aaron Uberfeld, Canon Ettore Matthäus, and to all of you my deepest gratitude. Today's gospel calls to mind the war between the Romans and the Jewish nation, which culminated in the destruction of the temple in Jerusalem. Apart from the political realities which led to the destruction of the temple, there was the more fundamental question of the refusal to welcome the Messiah at his coming and to present him to the world in accord with the high vocation which God gave to his chosen people. In communion with the passion and death of our Lord, St. James, the lesser bishop of Jerusalem, was martyred in Jerusalem in the year 62, and Saints Peter and Paul were martyred in Rome in the years 67 and 64, respectively, all as a result of the refusal to accept the mystery of the redemptive incarnation. There followed then the destruction of the temple in the year 70. Connected with that refusal was also a grievous violation of the moral law in many of its tenets. Our Lord, after his entry into Jerusalem on Palm Sunday, announced the destruction which would be the fruit of the refusal to believe in him and to live in accord with that faith. And when he drew near and saw the city, he wept over it, saying, Would that even today you knew the things that make for peace, but now they are hid from your eyes. For the days shall come upon you when your enemies will cast up a bank about you and surround you and hem you in on every side and dash you to the ground, you and your children within you, and they will not leave one stone upon another in you because you did not know the time of your visitation. When we refuse to acknowledge the presence of our Lord in our midst, and to follow him who is alone, the way and the truth and the life, then we are the agents of the confusion, the lying and the error, which lead to our destruction. Times like the present are not unlike the situation of the chosen people before the fall of Jerusalem. Secular culture is in open and violent rebellion against the good order which God has written into nature and above all upon the human heart. The integrity of marriage and the family, the inviolable dignity of innocent and defenseless human life, and the fundamental freedom of religion are routinely violated in favor of a culture founded upon the willfulness of corrupted human hearts. The poison of worldly thinking also infects the life of the Church, drawing hearts away from Christ 
from respect for the truth of Christian doctrine and discipline, and from the worship of God in spirit and in truth. An advancing apostasy is painfully evident in the lives of those who claim to be devout Catholics, while at the same time they disregard the apostolic tradition by which the faith and divine grace are handed on to us at every time and in every place. In such times, sincere hearts struggle to understand the permissive will of God, while Satan tempts them to doubt and discouragement and to the abandonment of the daily paddle, battle against the forces of evil. But we must never give way to doubt, discouragement, and the abandonment of the daily battle to defend our Lord and his holy church, even from enemies from within the church. Yes, the situation is grave, and yes, we seem powerless before it, but the church has faced similar trials in the past, which she has overcome, trusting in our Lord and in the abundant grace which he never fails to pour forth upon the church. St. Paul teaches us today, No temptation has overtaken you that is not common to man. God is faithful, and he will not let you be tempted beyond your strength, but with the temptation will also provide the way of escape that you may be able to endure it. We know in the depths of our hearts the truth about God, the world, and ourselves, which God has written into nature itself, and which he has fully revealed by the redemptive incarnation of God the Son, our Lord Jesus Christ. We know that by God's immeasurable and unceasing love, our Lord, seated in glory at the right hand of the Father, continues to be alive for us in the Church, healing and sustaining us on the often difficult way to our eternal home with him. Before the temptation to discouragement at the present state of the world and of the Church, the theological virtue of hope teaches us to rely solely upon the almighty power of God, his infinite mercy, and his promise of, salva of eternal salvation. Thus we pray in our daily act of hope, O oh my God, relying on thy almighty power and infinite mercy and promises, I hope to obtain pardon of my sins, the help of thy grace, and life everlasting through the merits of Jesus Christ, my Lord, and Redeemer. The present troubles, even if they seem to overwhelm us, can in no way call into question God's promise of eternal salvation. They will never be the equal of divine graces of divine grace at work in our souls. They must not deter us in the daily battle of those who keep faithful company with our Lord on the way that leads to eternal life. Our Lord never fails to teach us the truth in the Church, and even though we have toiled at length without any seeming good result, he bids us put out into the deep and let down your nets for a catch. Let us be attentive, lest we fall into a worldly way of thinking which is unworthy of a living member of the mystical body of Christ. Dom Prosper Guéranger soberly reminds us that the precondition of divine mercy 
is divine justice, which leads us to turn to our Lord ever anew in the daily battle against temptation and to set our course securely in accord with his plan for our eternal salvation. He writes, Be not therefore high-minded with self-complacency, but remember how God, who broke off the natural branches from the glorious tree, referring to the fall of Jerusalem, will not spare you if you cease to be faithful. And whilst you do well to admire his mercy, you do, you do not wisely if you forget his inexorable justice. Let us not cede to discouragement or to the abandonment of the mission of divine love. May our suffering in the daily battle of Christian life never dampen the sure hope of reaching our destiny, the heavenly marriage banquet of the Lamb. Let us never forget that Christ is already the victor and that his only desire is that we share the victory of eternal life with him. Let us, rather, seek the grace of fidelity in returning to our Lord love for his unfailing love of us. May our worship of God in spirit and truth above all our participation in the Eucharistic sacrifice of our Lord, be the inexhaustible source of our serenity and devotion in fighting with him the good fight, in staying the course, in keeping the faith. In the name of the Father, and of the Son, and of the Holy Ghost. Amen.